0: I like to think that if the Iraqi Militia or, or Jay Mahdi of any of those assholes were, Really wanted to take Greg out They would have just put a massive rubber dildo In the middle of route
1: Uranium As long as they <laughs> painted as <it> R2D2 theme, <laughs> I'm Done I'm dead I'm, and I'm dead <laughs> uh,
0: <laughs> Welcome back to Security Hall at Ranger D Part 2 Never mind the dogs barking in the background uh, We are Filming live. Really you guys do and this. I'm gonna fucking go handle that. <laughs> and what now? New Maybe ten to one East Berlin.
1: <laughs> 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 go and push the talk. Shit. It
0: Welcome back, everyone. Uh, Ranger D, you have quite the story. Uh, part two, part one. To recap shortly, uh, young young ranger d finds himself in quite a conundrum with a trunk full of narcotics (laughs) and having to come back from that uh successfully gets back to his platoon successfully makes it through deployments um you're at ranger regiment now you're an established nco and take us from there good sir
2: yeah. So I think where I left off was, uh, you know, the, <clears throat> after the, uh, the Korea conundrum, you know, I was asked to, uh, they wanted me to come back, um, and take a, take the platoon. Um, but to do that, you know, they wanted me to go spend time. At, it's kind of like slick time, right? So mm-hmm. you go spend time as a RAS and I, I would say, uh, my time there was probably the most rewarding. Um, and I might, I might've covered that in the last one. Um, and then, and then on top of that, I got, I got handed the, uh, the CST program. So uh, I ran into so the cultural support team members were the females that you know every platoon would have go out with them because uh, I'm not going to go into TTPs, but uh, there's certain things that they can uh, get from people that uh, I would rather not handle. Um, like, and, uh, like Yeah. Like, uh, well, I mean, as long you, as they wear gloves. You watch your mouth.
0: Uh, CSTs get shit on a lot But I have to A Say thank you to guys like yourself And the rest of the individuals That worked so damn hard To develop that program And and gave us Insanely motivated Dedicated individuals that kicked ass Worked real fucking hard um, That are often Just lampooned And made fun of uh yeah. were whether you were talking about meme accounts making fun of situations, and I get it, anytime a program like that gets started up from fucking scratch for nothing. You have so many different waves and iterations, but every CST that I worked with was professional, hardworking, and they yeah. wanted to fucking get after it. Um oh,
2: I'm not man. gonna say um, any
0: names, uh but man, it it's it's such an unsung hero. Like we we say that a lot. We hear it a lot. But no, seriously, um, those gals, uh, just like anybody else. Like you can have fucking rock stars and you can have fucking duds. But a lot of the the people I work with were fucking rock stars, and I am grateful to have had them. I'm grateful to have met a lot, and um, I think that the program could have been done better because there's a lot of people that had a passion and heart. For what they were doing and then i find out like oh no dude like once we're done with this like we go back and then it's back to like what i was doing before it's like so shout out to all of them and thank you specifically ranger d for putting in that time and putting Uh, that work and mentoring and developing it's a hard hard unsung heroes like you uh, to
2: get it done well um yeah i mean i leave it i leave it up to the women man um you know my last uh, wait a second did you say there were women? Oh uh, yeah. What Yeah, the- <laughs> yeah dude. <laughs> no. Prettiest dudes yeah. ever. And, and then, you know, I got emails forward from, uh, you know, my old platoon sergeant or my old platoon, uh, the platoon sergeant that, that was, I was like, Hey man, how's a, how's a 60? <laughs> like, bro, did you teach her to come off the back of the bird and start shooting with the boys? And I was like, well, I mean, I, I taught them all literally. I ran them through literally all the drills that I'd run a, a private through. And she, crush it i'm not um that this one in particular was uh, uh and i'm not gonna say it um uh yeah so this one in particular was uh um people knew about her from tv and then she ended up uh leaving the the television scene commissioning and then coming into um the army and then say uh it. yeah our, our... Uh, caitlin jenner
0: uh, Major Caitlyn Jenner.
1: <laughs>
2: yeah. <laughs> Uh, Don't worry about it. Yeah, dude. And those are all those are all pulled from uh for us, they were all pulled from civil affairs, right? Um, so they already went through a full selection process before they could even come to us. And then, you know, we ran them through everything, we ran them through boards. Um (laughs) so there was a specific I want to tell this story real quick. There's a, a specific time that I was evaluating um one of the candidates, and uh, I told her beforehand. So she was super strong, uh, Catholic woman, right? And she always wore a cross. And I was like, "Hey, ma'am, you know, here's the deal. Like, I understand, and I, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm a believer in God and stuff like that." It's like uh, there's, uh, there's cultural differences that you're about to run into, and, and the second somebody sees that, they're gonna, they're gonna completely shut down on you. And I was like, "You need to take it off." And she was like Roger that's aren't sure as shit. Red light comes on. They start doing SSE, and I already I told the uh, uh, the op four I was like, hey, if you see anything that looks like a cross around any one of their necks, I want you to start screaming at them and calling them muzzle killers. And dude, as soon as her red light went on and they and they saw that they that op four pointed right at it and started started just screaming. And Templar. I'm talking we're in, like in, in close. <laughs>
1: You're son of a bitch. Bro.
2: Yeah, you crusader, you Muslim killer, blah blah blah. And you know, I dinged her on it. She she ended up working out um and and that whole crew um that did get selected. We did have like two or three non selects. Um and I am you know, I'm not gonna go into all that, but the ones that did get selected, um they saw some of the some of the heaviest combat I think at the time 2019. 2017 to 2019 that that anybody did and and, they weren't just ranger pure they were with the strike forces but they also went out with the odas and they were out with odas that took casualties they were out with strike forces that took casualties from regiment and then um unfortunately you know like two of them um were there whenever uh major taylor got killed on on scorpion um they were doing a ruck and were right there like kind of when it happened and um you know kudos to them they were able to work through all the different stuff and um you know like it it was a uh yeah i'm always for women within the unit and it's funny because i I will say things like i actually pushed out a there's a banner that went around because i guess the the 100th woman has graduated ranger school right so they put out a banner for what women's women's whatever month you know And two of the women on that banner are like really close friends of mine um and then there's another one that um so so when I was a RAS cadre, I started to get the first, you know, few um, female um enlisted that were coming through rasp one, right? So we called it a, a safety valve, right? So we would have the one woman who was the first one in regiment come down and explain to them, because I mean, they're, they're in open bay, like they're treated like everybody else. You're in an open bay scenario. They'll put up whoobies or whatever, whatever you got to do whenever they take showers and stuff like that. But like, you, you got to understand the environment you're in. And, um, that woman in, in particular, I mean, she, to this day, she's like a sister to me. I talked to her once a week and then, um, and then the other one was, uh, the first, uh, you know, infantry PL that actually took a platoon in three, seven, five and, um, shout out to her, uh, Shanna Koss She's crushing it. She's a company commander up at, uh, 10th mountain division. And, uh, dude, I just talked to her yesterday, like her and I, yeah, we bounce things off each other. Um, but I, I was fortunate because uh, I didn't know how to deal with any of that, right? And they were able to, especially the the one person uh, that was the first one that was in. Um, she uh, she definitely helped out, and um, you know her and I her and I have been super close um, since since all that happened. Um, when I was able to, you know, go back and kind of you know be uh, emotionally intelligent in terms of how we set things up and how we uh, executed day-to-day thing um yeah so from there uh you know i got uh thrown up into the three shop and so that was that one yeah well (laughs) it it actually was really nice man um and you know so i'll I'll back up a little bit right so before i left first ranger battalion um i was fortunate enough to attend uh the uh swick uh military free fall basic course um and you know so i was already halo qualified whenever I came there. Um, and then when I got up into the three shop, I, you know, I fell into a whiskey eight position, whiskey eight, meaning, um, that you, you can go jump. Problem is, is the, the other company that was there, um, you know, they were super, uh, close hold, right. So there's another selection to be able to go to that specific company. Um, and, uh, so, you know, going on jumps and stuff like that, it was few and far between. But I was still getting paid, so I still had to jump. And uh, there was a whole bunch of instances where they, you know, people tried to kick me off of jumps because I wasn't on the team or whatever. And I'm like, hey, man, like this is an ass and trash pass. Like it doesn't matter. Like whatever. Um, But uh, you know, I got asked to uh, to deploy um, to Kabul as an an engagement team deputy director, meaning uh, I would manage um, relationships between. Uh, everybody, man, between um, Ambassador Bash and his whole crew at the time in Afghanistan, um, the French, uh, the Norwegians. I got, I mean, it was everyday suit and tie and a beard, and you just run around and go uh, shake babies and, uh, and uh, kiss hands and stuff like that. Um, so, yeah, uh, had a really successful first go with that because I was given the latitude to be able to do what I wanted. You know, we, uh, 2019, you know, it, it's actually, uh, in military times, you know, um, 1st battalion. you know, successfully killed 1900 people in a, in a one, you know, 100 day rotation. Pretty dope. Um, yeah, man. So, uh, so come back and, uh, I decided that, Hey man, like I want to be a part of this, this other company. And, um, I did the initial assessment for it in September, uh, I think of 18 and, but it was going to be a whole year before I, um, was able to start the, um, the, the reconnaissance training course, right. Um, our, we call it RTC. Um, so I, you know, I wrote on staff, did all the staff stuff, did, uh, our air planning sinks, all this other, I had a really good, uh, um, GS civilian counterpart. And we, uh, get after a lot of stuff in terms of planning and stuff like that. And then, um, yeah, man. So, uh, with that, uh, was able to go on a couple jump trips with the teams and I was basically their uh, like in, in an ops position for them. Right. So I, I would DZSO for them. Um, and then, uh, you know, get to go up and, and jump eight or nine times a day. If, if you know, weather dependent and uh, aircraft dependent. Um, so, uh, yeah. From there. Um, yeah. Um, <laughs> I had guys, uh, within that specific company that, you know, I grew up with. <laughs> <That's a target. laughs> um, it, it, it was really, it, you know, it was really close with, right. And, um, you know, we talk about, you know, whenever we were in yeah. Laurel Ridge, we talked about, you know, our index events and stuff like that. So, um, uh, it was, we'd already been jumping for two days and then, uh, so the actual teams had, you know, they validated uh, uh, day into night or night into day. Um, so I was on the first pass for the morning um, and they were going up and, um, you know, we got the call that there was a, a, a collision and a you know, jumper off DZ and um, we had to go find him. And, you know, uh, three hours later, um, you know, one of my very best friends, someone who, you uh, you know, our kids grew up together when I was back at first battalion, you know, he was a guy that actually the first guy that actually greeted me when I walked into my company. Um, you know, he, uh, unfortunately w- was killed in that, in, in that training accident. And, um, so for me, because I was not considered essential for jumping, <clears throat> they asked me to, uh, ask me, I say, ask, um, you know, I was kind of ordered to stay next to his body while I was at the morgue for three days before we were able to, uh, to, to, uh, get, get him shipped back to, uh, to Columbus. And, um, you know, um, I thought of it at the time as an honor to be able to do that. Um, yeah, you know, I worked with Fort Wachuka to get his uniform ready and all that stuff and help put it on his body and stuff like that. Like, uh, what I didn't realize was I was, oh, yeah. no, I was no. self inducing trauma.
0: And not, not, uh, and going back and dissecting this a little bit more for people that don't understand, like, um, everything in free falls inherently, everything is dangerous. Um, and when you don't hear that up from or can't, someone doesn't come up the, on comms after canopy control, canopy checks, you're like, instantly your heart starts right. beating. Um, you don't instantly go to, like, the smallest issue. Everything always goes to the worst case scenario, no matter who you are, you're, you're always fuck what happened. And you know, everybody always says that dive dive stuff is really dangerous, but we lose more guys every year to free fall incidents. And when you throw in equipment, when you throw in nods, when you throw in O2 and you throw in rapid success and jumps, that's a recipe for even the best guys to have incidents. Um, it's not an easy thing to go there as a team or go there as just, you're going to, if you, if you're there doing those exercises, you're connected to all those people. You're connected to everybody. Yeah. And even I've never been disconnected from my own parachute riggers. Like they have always been good friends. Like, you always have, <laughs> you always Rigger. have a connection. <laughs> and when you don't hear that call sign come through, especially if it's daytime and you see that you happen to catch that, that one sign or yeah. two signs that something's really fucked up that sticks to you. And that in itself, that's there's trauma right there. There's a whole bunch of issues, but then add in the factor that, you know, the guy that you're a close friend and now you are sitting there with him for three days yeah like and that's arguably something that anybody in regiment or or sf would do because the bonds are that fucking strong and we think this is my duty this is what i need to do but in reality it's like fuck maybe somebody maybe that's somebody that's not not close maybe somebody that's not family maybe somebody that's that's a little bit further removed can be there to give them that dignified, uh, same, same amount of care and comfort. Um,
1: well, to, for those to that people I would involved? That, you know, that's, that's one of those hindsight is 2020 kind of things. Cause I, I promise you, if you're, you or Paul and they ask for somebody to sit there and manage that whole situation, regardless of, of how close we are in a heartbeat, I I yeah, but
0: what the, the way that the way it normally works out yeah. is leadership. If there's if things are properly followed yes, and, and notified, yes. they, they it's like
1: oh shit. Step in and,
0: yeah. Ranger D, and and, and right. that's a thing that I have seen, and I I can't <sighs> take away from command. There's been situations, and they know not to have, you know. Timothy Von Dittelhauer stay there with his best friend. They know those guys were super close. I'm like, nah, man, that's gonna... We need him.
2: Well, yeah, and there's... Um, <laughs> just I'll to clarify, clarify that's thing, not a man. real person. So, um, you know, I, <laughs> I don't <over> believe you. <laughs> anymore. <laughs> or is it?
1: Before, before uh, Ranger D dives in, uh, <laughs> I just want to clarify for those that aren't watching, when I said, fuck Arizona, um, I had the state flag tattooed on my chest.
0: I was
1: raised there, and I still
2: say the, no cares. so. Proceed. Yeah, um, yeah, man. So, so there were a couple other things, and I'll I'll touch on a couple other things. Right, so it's a uh, I I got jaded by yeah. the that specific company but when I overheard the um, the team sergeant saying, "Hey, like you know, we're we're getting ready to deploy. We don't have anybody to escort the body home because they're gonna have to shave." And when I overheard that, I um, I, I flipped the fuck out, man. I was and I was drunk, dude. Like I, so I texted the the battalion sergeant major, and I was like, "Hey, if this was anybody else in ACO, you know, and I'm, you know, close to, you know, the guys uh, from ACO one seven five that uh that died or whatever, um, that was a deployment before I showed up. I, thought, I was like, if if anybody was asked to escort a body home, yeah, no they would shit. be oh, yeah. fighting for the chance to do that, right? So I I flipped the fuck out on the team sergeant, tried to fight the ops, dude, tried to fight one of the other ops, dudes in the parking lot of the fucking Hilton, um, nice. in a, in uh right outside of Tucson. And, and I told the sergeant major, I was like, you know what, if they don't want to do it, I will, I, I would love to do it. Right. So, um, you know, gave authorization to on post housing for my sergeant major to, uh, to go into my house, grab my issues. And he flew out to, um, where we were in Arizona, and um, you know, I was I I was lucky to and honored to be able to escort his body home, um, in the proper way, and you know, Delta Airlines were phenomenal with that, with helping with everything and stuff like that, right? Well, so my sergeant major showed up. He was like, I was like, hey man, I, you know, hey. um, it, That same week, I found out that my my youngest son in Savannah, um, had scoliosis like really bad, um. So, you know, I kind of told the sergeant major, I was like, "Hey, uh, I don't know. I don't think this is for me. Um, you know, I'm I'm good in everything, but um, I I don't think that uh, you know, I, I think I need to get back to my son. You know, would it be would I be able to go to ras Two? Um, which is our reassessment re- reassessment selection course. So every level, um, if you're going to go take a platoon, you have to be reassessed. If you're going to take a company, you have to be reassessed. And that's just part of our culture of accountability. Um, so I was like, Hey, I'm willing to go to RASC if I can take a platoon back at one seven five. And um, you know, he was like, uh, he was like, Hey man, great. Can you deploy it for me pretty quick? Cause the first sergeant of that company was deployed uh, in the same position that I was prior, prior to my last deployment. And I was like, Hey man, I'm slotted for free fall jump master. I don't really want to miss that. I was like, you know, the, He's like, all right, well, that's in like two weeks. It's like, you go crush that. And then I'll give you four days. if You can get on a civilian flight and fly on the cobble. Yeah. So, uh, free fall jump master, man. Uh, uh I was, a uh, hands down the first person in the history of the Yuma course Cherry to pop a main during JMPI. Um, well, I mean, Rangers lead the way. <laughs> that's right? valid. Um, so <laughs> questionable. <laughs> that's what I always say. Um, yeah, I did. <laughs> yeah, dude. So I was, you know, dude. I mean, Cab, you've been through it where they have the GoPros and everything. And I, you know, I, I, uh, he said I, I gorilla grip when I was doing my, uh, uh, place, trace, place, whatever, uh, proper pocket, two-switch ball, whatever it is. Um, when I, I, a I remember balls, when you, uh, I pulled, uh, I actually, gripped my balls,
1: but proceed with your story. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, and you and you opened up That's just like just the parachute. <laughs> when I when I spun him around, <clears throat> so I, was, I spun the parachute around. The whole main dumps on the yeah. floor, and I was like, and you know how like you call uh, the fish sounds like I did, I was like I didn't do that, and I kept going through the, the whole balls season, on this And Then guy. went to the next chapter. <laughs> Bro, Me? just kept going. I was like, I didn't. I was like, I didn't do that, and then we went back and reviewed the tape and i was like i didn't gorilla i was like all right you know whatever fine that that was my so it took me all three chances so actually the class leader who was a he was a 10th group uh criff guy and then um the the only female rigger that we had there um but she's actually when you go and look up the jmpi videos she is the uh the e5 or e6 that does uh you, you can Google her uh, for like JMPI sequence for uh, the, use of sock, the use of sock course. She's the one who's going through the sequence, right? All three of us, it took all three times. But, you know, I ended up getting it on the last one. And then, um, you know, uh, you know, started that, growing my beard. While that I was course there then, is magical. Um,
0: it's you know, so it's like no home. threat and easy to learn environment. And <laughs> they're like, <laughs> <laughs> It's the opposite of Static Line. It's the exact opposite.
2: Bro. Static Line Jumpmaster, if I could go back, um, I I would rather go back through Ranger School than go through Static Line
0: Jumpmaster. Fuck that.
2: So I tried so hard to go to JM.
1: Because I didn't want to leave Bragg.
2: Yeah. No. Oh dude, the, the advanced air course. Yeah. That one's harder exactly. than fucking anything else, man. Uh um yeah, dude. So um, so um got done with that, successfully graduated, um barely, and then um four days later I was on a an Emirates flight flying into Kabul to go back to do the same thing, and it was super weird because I was yeah. flying civilian.
0: Everybody's just like, making weird eye
2: contact
0: with you. Or, uh, <laughs> yeah, and like who's
2: Well, no, dude. So everything was. Must so <laughs> what was funny is I had to. I had you know I, I was on med. I was on medications, right? Like I was prescribed medications, right? So they were. I had a layover in Dubai, and um, I looked at the. You know, I enrolled on the step program or whatever for travel. And uh, the rule was, if you had any medications, it had to be approved by the uh, the. Me- the ministry of medicine 30 days out and I'm about to leave tomorrow. Right. So I was supposed to like lay over in London, fly to Dubai, stay a night and then fly, uh, fly straight into Kabul. So I had to go to my, my, uh, S4 civilian dude. And I was like, Hey bro, like I like, and I looked at some of the horror stories, like there's like merchant Marines, like all these other people that are in jail right now there because they put anything more than ibuprofen that's identifiable as ibuprofen. And they will throw you in uh, Dubai well, fucking prison without you for months. Okay. Um, I was like, "Hey, yeah, yeah, oh yeah, definitely." Um, yeah, man. So, uh, so he did some S, you know, S four magic, and uh, you know, I got Unfortunate. you know, unfortunately, I had to go to Paris for the day on,
1: um, the, on this podcast. <laughs> be yeah,
2: dude. So. Uh, yeah, no, yeah, yeah, and I, I had already done a, a a Paris trip the year before. Um, yeah, yeah, man. So I uh, you know stayed every night in Paris, and they upgraded me on my Emirates flight flying into Dubai. So I had like my own pod, and then like I could push a button and be like Scotch, and they would just bring me Scotch. So you went to heaven. Or push a button, you know, whatever I needed. They went to yeah, heaven. it was awesome. But what's that? I in Arabic. If they yeah, bring Scotch on demand, maybe. I don't know what that's it's called. Wherever you want it
1: to be. I can um, of... <laughs> muted. It's, you keep talking, but I can't hear. Yeah. You. So, uh... no, you're good. You're good. Cab. Hug, Wait, am I muted? I can't
2: hear shit. Yeah. He's muted. Uh, yeah, he is muted. Um, yeah, man. So, uh, so flew in. Uh, and then, uh, you know, on that last leg going into Kabul, I had a bunch of contractors with me and they were like, Hey man, do you have a visa? And I was like, no. And they were like, well, do you have orders? I was like, I mean, yeah, I have a visa exemption thing, but they were like, what passport are you using? And you know, I'm like, well, I have my red, and my blue one. Um, so I show up to the, the terminal and well, one the, one of the contractors was like, Hey man, if any of these dudes start. Like getting froggy, they're going to want us to jump on them. Right. So I'm like, I'm scanning them around. I'm like, looking around. I'm like, yeah, I'm pretty much, I'm
0: I'm pretty sure (laughs) he pulls out a picture. Wait
2: a second.
1: I know you as well.
2: I'm like, like, hey, yeah. Uh, Yeah. Yeah, dude. Like, it was just super sketch, man. And, um, and so I get up to the front desk to make it in. Right. And I had, so I had my, uh, my embassy badge with the red stripe. I had, Um my old expired R S badge and uh my my military ID. You don't you don't listen to any of the rules. You're not supposed to keep any of those Visa exempt, right? (laughs) Well I no it no it lucked out, right? So I so I show up and I'm like, uh he was like, you know, where's your papers? And he's smoking a cigarette and shit in the lobby or whatever. Um so I, I hand over my visa exemption document, right? And he's like, and I'm, I'm thinking in my head, this dude can't read, right? Like, it doesn't matter, right? So I'm like, uh, I show him my military CAC, and it said uniform services. And I wasn't in, uni- like, I had a beard. I was, you know, <laughs> looking like uh, like one of your people uh, in a suit. And, uh, and he's like, uniform, you're not in uniform. And I'm like, uh, um, and then I show him my blue badge, and he was like, what is this? And then I show him my RS badge that's expired. And he was like, oh, R.S.? And I was like, no, yeah, man, no, R.S. And he was like, no, he just no, did no, a little no. hand wave, of like, All oh, you're good. You're good. <laughs> and, of course, you show up, and there's some random guy that wants 20 bucks to be able to grab your bags for you or whatever. So I just threw him some petty cash. And, um, you know, my my commander met me on, on that side of the house, and then we rolled over and... um yeah, man, we we got after it as soon as I touched ground, man. Like, uh, you know, the guy that I replaced, um, he was out with on another mission. Like, he just was putting himself out there with other people, and you know, one of his snipers like got shot in the head and all this other stuff. And I'm like, he he survived. So the the bullet fragmented uh, and just kind of cut his eye open a little bit. Um, but it was a daytime rod uh, with uh some you know the IC partners and stuff and uh. <laughs> so when I get there, I'm like, "Hey, where's uh, where's Dave at?" And they were like, "Oh, he's out with uh, you know that 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 group of people." And I was like, "All right, well, I'm gonna be doing that shit too." And my commander, so my commander, he was he's from like uh, Southie, right? He's like, no, "Smith, no, no, the fuck you're not. You're not fucking going out like him. You're not fucking doing that." No, I was like, "Hey, I mean, are you gonna stop me?" He was like, "But we'll just, we'll, you know, it'll be a discussion." You know, which, with everything, all right? We just got to fucking talk about it, all right? I'm like, all right, cool, man. Uh, so he came back. We did our handover and all this other stuff. That was a really quick, it, it was like maybe two and a half months. And then I came back, prepped for uh, Ras 2, went through RASP 2, um, you know, and uh, in the middle of that, so one of the key things that I remember, right, so that they, they do a safety board meeting. Or the safety, the safety Is he dressed in, in all white? talks about formal uniform and like I am he talked about. the safety inspector. It, no, he he's, he's, he's a bald, bald guy. Of his, <laughs> 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 his
0: he's got like a curly mustache. All right.
2: No, he like really i through my
0: of the
2: Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, dude. So he uh, he starts talking about the whole incident with with my buddy that got killed, and um, I feel my blood pressure go up, right? Because it's basically, you know, the army Alliance yes, has indeed. to blame somebody, right? So it's like, oh well, they didn't have GPS, and s- they didn't have GPS trackers, you know, they didn't have this, they didn't have that. And I was like, hey, that wasn't in a fucking SOPs. I like stood up and I called him out, and I I realized right then, I, well, hindsight, I realized. Hey, like, I got some anger shit I need to deal with. Right. Like, and I, cause I didn't give a fuck who this dude was. And at that point in time, like, my whole thing was yeah. I want to tell the right story because I was there. And you, you have that connection. Mean? Like, I fucking was, like, was one of the people that was right there when we found his body. And, and you know what I mean? So, like, I never, dude, I was fucked, I've never been for having was. a resting bitch face. Right. So I go in, uh, <laughs> I would rest on going Go face. into the board. <laughs> what the fuck are you talking about? Yes. Like, yes. Um, yeah, dude. So, uh, so in my final board, uh, it's Colonel Klepper. So he's currently the, uh, the one seventy third brigade commander. Uh, he, it, there wasn't a murder board, man. Like I, I was, I was, a um, thumbs up all the way around. The biggest thing was he was like, Hey man, you gotta be, you gotta understand like how you present yourself because you look like a really fucking intimidating person. And, he's like, I've been in the same boat where, you know, like I had, you know, I had to come up to my commanders and be like, Hey, like I may look like I'm a pissed off or whatever, but I'm here to work for you. Right. So that was, that was my thing going forward, you know? Um, so then I, you know, uh, cleared out of housing at at Fort Benning and, um, moved back to Savannah bought a house, was able to be closer to my, my youngest son, Jack in, in Savannah, you know, we figured out, you know, a pathway ahead for his scoliosis and stuff like that. But I showed up and they didn't have a, uh, a position for me. Right. So, um, the Sergeant Major at the time, I'm not going to say his name, but, uh, super, uh, country. And, uh, so I walk in, I'm like, Hey, Sergeant Major, I'm, I'm your new E7, you know, just coming back from a uh, STB and he sees my pre-fall jump master wings. I was already master master rated, um, static line. He's like, hey, man, how long were you in RSC?" And I was like, whoa. I was like, I was never in the company. And nope. I, I was like, I was in ops. Like, never. Did any-. He's like, you know what? Hell yeah. Recky Patoot sir. That's got your name painted all over it. And I was like, God, roger that. And he just spits the <laughs> discs And then he's like, man, I, man, got, I got two days left. I don't left even want to know your PCS name or what PCS you're all say, about, luck, man.
0: But uh, good luck and
2: shit. Yeah, dude. <laughs> you look like an asshole yeah. Dude. yeah dude um yeah where was i all right yeah so uh i i we so we do a we did a brief a quarterly brief saying like hey what what are each what is each platoon doing and, you know and we have uh in our delta company we have our snipers our k9 um our rista and then recky right and i was and i said hey my guy, my guys are doing 109 of the 120 tasks for the school, they have to go to the school. I was like, because if if something happens, God forbid, someone gets killed, not talking about them, um, you work a 15-6 backwards, who's going to eat that? It's not going to be the battalion commander. It's going to be me. It's going to be whoever didn't put them through the training. So I looked my battalion commander in the face during this thing, and I said, hey, sir, you're negligent at best to keep sending our guys out there to go do what they're doing. I was like, I don't think you understand the scope of like, you know, this, like if, if one person that they're working with is compromised, like that has national strategic level effects. And I had all these things highlighted and he just, he didn't even look at it. He slid the paper back to me and he was like, Hey, if you think you can get them into the school, great. He's like, I've been trying for years. I was like, Roger that. I got, three waiver forms that are coming across your desk tomorrow, already have the sauce set up. he was like, all right, Roger that. Right. So like, um, but I realized like I was super angry um, about all of that. And I, I was just constantly churning at work and my, I would just come home angry. And um, how do I deal with fifth that? Kind of whiskey. Well, you know, I pet my dog and then, um, you know, fifth of whiskey. Um, uh, I'm a, I'm a big fan a of, of bourbon dude. Uh, um, right, so not. regardless of what caps, yeah, uh, uh
0: no, yeah. no, Gregory, you're uh, overridden on this one.
1: <laughs> overridden,
0: uh, just, just a <laughs> shot across the bow to everybody out there listening drinking is not a good, it's not a hobby. good
1: hobby, but but no, 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 you can't say no, you've got to let me finish. <laughs> We're all, all all say, it's something so counter- We're all inclusive co- here.
2: Greg, that's definitively rape. What you just explained. <laughs> don't say no. Just let me finish. <laughs> <laughs> oh, look! Oh. I-, I
0: know that if you're listening, the possibility that <laughs> you two are dealing with the struggles of getting off the alcohol, and we know it's hard. I don't we... struggle
1: with getting off first.
0: That's what she said. Anyway, <laughs> that was... I was saying. Never utilize alcohol as a positive reinforcement yeah. for the issues you're going
1: through. Can it's I just bad. say that if, if Ranger D and I ever meet up in person, <coughs> I would love yeah. the opportunity for him to share a a any kind of bourbon neat together. Is that a problem?
0: It's like two crack addicts like getting together to smoke a rock.
1: <laughs> no, <Yeah. laughs> Hold on. Stop. Yeah. I was gonna say let's Well we're not gonna stop. fuck after
2: it. Like or maybe, I don't know. It
0: starts with the
1: Yeah Tesla.
2: I mean Dirty, dirty back, back in the starts, Boys, yeah. It
0: starts with all right, this is some good bourbon. But try this vape. Ooh. It's crack. <laughs>
2: <laughs> um yeah, I need to uh So for me, uh, you know, so each uh, specialty platoon sergeant was aligned with a um, uh, uh, being in charge of a whole lot lot of things and dealing directly with the IC, right? So OGA stuff, stuff like that. It's about as far as I'm going to talk about that. Um, But the the biggest thing was on the deployment, I was going to be pulled away from my guys, right? Uh, All right, yeah, man. So. uh, uh, you know, so we, uh, got thrown in quarantine, uh, to get ready for, uh, the, you know, COVID hit and everything. Um, uh, still was able to get my guys in, in and out of training, still did my validation with, uh, the IC partners. Um, uh, we, we were, we were teed up and, uh, I, uh, the night before, so we, one of the nights, so one of the things was, uh, our compound, right? So we have our since the brown we call it the brown fence right everything was fenced off and they put all 700 of us in there for two weeks and you know provided us food i mean chipotle dude, they would they would bring in everything it was good uh, we could also have as much booze as we wanted right so i got a fucking shit house with a bunch of uh senior, senior people i mean i went outside and i saw the uh the actual safety report that came back from um that incident with with Ethan, and uh, it was posted in the Army Times, and I got so fucking angry, dude. Like I remember, I remember being so mad, dude. Like I, I damn near like couldn't go to sleep. I knew my blood pressure was like through the roof. Those at are the all time. great multi. You know, I was on Adderall oh. and, and testosterone and all this other stuff that I was prescribed. I boost um, them. Yeah, yeah, keeps you skinny and, uh, and stuff. Um, yeah, hell yeah um yeah dude so uh the next day i went and uh i I like to do uh non-traditional shit with my guys and i and i my platoon was a i had it's pretty much like an i'm not gonna say it was like an oda because it's not but i had 12 e6s and then myself obviously we didn't have a warrant but we had a lieutenant that was in charge right which is super uncommon um but it was due to the nature of you know like the the sensitivity of, of the things that we were asked to do um I did yoga with them that morning it was super hot. Um, May, May 4th, 2020. And, um, I, you know, went back into the, to the cough area, took a shower, sat there for a second and started feeling weird, man. I just, I got up and I started walking around and, um, my heart rate, I checked my watch. My heart rates at one sixty. my left arm started to hurt. I thought I was having a heart attack. Yeah, dude. And I, uh, so I, I told one of the boys, I was like, Hey, get the medic over here. Give, give me the medic. And, um, uh, he checked my shit and then checked my pulse rate. And then I started to, I started to do a shunt. So like I was losing blood and it was all trying to go to the center. And I'm like, I don't know what's going on. So they took me to the aid station and the aid station, like they're all fucking hung over from the night before. Oh Jesus. they're like <laughs> blowing off cables for the EKG machine to, cause they don't know how to work it. And they're trying to stick it to me and shit. And it's not, it's not sticking. And they're like, Hey, man, you need to go to the hospital. So I stayed at 160 for about seven hours. And they, uh, yeah, I was running a marathon the whole time. Um, And they, uh, you know, they hit me with Ativan. And then, you know, I got got pulled off the deployment, man. Um, Which, you know, it was unfortunate. But at the same time, I still had to be, you know, the platoon sergeant that was helping out from across the world. Um, But then they started throwing out, you know, I sat down with the Sykes. A few days after that, and they sort of throwing out terms like "not fit for duty," right? And that's like when you say that to a person, it's like, "Well, my 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 pulses or whatever the what the army says like says whatever it is is ones across the board, so I am fit for duty." So, what are you saying right now? Um, you know, so that's why, and I, I dude, I would get angry about it. I would, and I didn't give a fuck who, like, what rank you were. I didn't give a shit especially the med section dude got like it's crazy how somebody finally says but the med section there dude was was when you finally get to that breaking
0: point and they say holy shit this guy can't do anymore we have to pull him out the first thing we say is not like holy shit like okay let's figure out what's wrong with our body with my body let's figure out what's going on the first thing all of us always do is fuck you you're not putting me on profile always instantly the very first thing when. You can no longer control it when you can no longer put a right. mask on it to make it, uh, go away. Yeah. And somebody's like, Hey, man, you're off. You're going back on the bench. The first thing we always agra- uh, react yeah. with is anger. And how dare you? How fucking dare you? Even if we're the absolute fucking worst, because in our minds, yeah. exactly in our minds, it's like,
2: yeah we're not that bad you know no i I can handle this just give me a day you know what i mean like you know right so um still was uh helping manage the program but um you know started going through cognitive uh, behavioral therapy through my psych um so that was the first start of it man and then in october so that was may fast forward to october 2020 you know got uh got told um Hey, man, like, you're good. We're going to give you a platoon. It's going to be your old platoon. So it was a platoon I grew up in, right? So I was like, that's a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity, right? So I was like, holy shit, I'm going to go take over 2-Alpha. you got to be fucking kidding me. Um, and yeah, so went right into it. But at the same time, I was still dealing with demons, man. I was still dealing with shit. I was still drinking um, in excess. Um, and then um, I decided that the psychological stuff that I was getting from where I was at was not helping. So I reached to an outside source and I was fully within my, my reasoning for doing that. And I, I let my chain of command. No. Um, yeah, I was having nightmares. Uh, fucking couldn't concentrate. Cause so the other thing is whenever, uh, whenever that incident happened they took oh, me off all medication, yeah. anything that I had. So no more testosterone, no more Adderall anything. Right. So the second you take away testosterone, somebody who, who has been on it for seven years, uh, and and therapeutic dose? Like I wasn't getting jacked. Um, it it is a spiral. It is a fuck. Like, it emotions, sex drive, and then because of the sex, the the lack la- or lack of it, um, you know, it, it, it then now that's depression, anxiety. It just it's a dude. It's a fucking monster, man, and. The dude. Uh, so I went to one endocrinologist, uh, civilian guy who's been doing it for forty years, and he was like, "Hey man, like if I try to take you off now, you know you're uh, probably not going to be back to normal." What I recommend is you split your dose in half, so you're not riding the hill up and down. He's like, it's, "Then it's just a straight line, right?" So I bring that back to the uh, the MD, and he's They're like the worst. Yeah, well that guy just wants money from the referral, so we're going to send you to a, a military endo. And I'm like. Yeah, and, well, and I, so I go to him, but he's not, Yeah, they're like, yeah, we got a ranger one, he's up at Eisenhower, right, so I take a day and drive up to fucking Augusta, and I explain to him, like, what the situation is, he's like, he's like, hey, man, I need three months of labs that show that, like, you have low tests, (laughs) so at month two, when I'm, like, fucking drinking myself into oblivion every time I come home, and, like, half-ass taking care of my dog, who's high maintenance, I love you, um, uh, you know, uh, I finally called him and I was like, hey, man, like, I can't keep doing this. Like, either either y'all put me back on what I was prescribed or I'm going to go to the streets. And I'm going to go find it. And it's the same. It's the same. It's the same shit. I want so, like, to see the low options, level pressure. Right? Like, I mean, they're my options. But like, that's what street. you do.
1: Yo, know. What's up, like, man? You have Mendo Paso. <laughs> what, what you looking for, huh?
2: I, I also want to want to see nah, a dude, it's a <laughs> it, it's a that's a conversation. <laughs> for another BDT, day. I that. uh, yeah, I got that. Yeah. So they, so they finally put me back on it. So that civilian, the military endocrinologist, after six months of waiting, literally said the same thing. He was like, yeah, he, like, if he comes off of it, it's going to fuck him. So, put him on, you know, half dose once a week. It's like, and I'm like, holy shit. It's, it's almost like the guy who did it for 40 years uh, is on, on par with yeah. the kid who just got out of fucking college, you know, that's like a 27 year old fucking whatever. It, it's crazy, isn't it? So, they put him back on it. And then uh, I started seeing a psychiatrist. I was put on Prezycin, um, Xanax, and, um, Fuck, there was mm-hmm. another one. Uh, Adorak. No. Sorterra. And that was because, you know, the Sorterra was supposed the to replace Adorail. That's also it's what made me gain weight. All that shit did was make me gain weight. And, like, <laughs> just, I was just like, uh, whatever. Um, but People don't well, understand. Yeah. That's a first Never spot, heard yeah, of man. That's, uh, that's why I'm fat now. All the wiener, dude. Like That's, really, that's the first walk,
0: spot that a man gains weight. Right to his wiener. <laughs> it's...
1: <laughs> not yeah. mine
2: my my wiener's so shriveled. yeah man so uh yeah it's so got got cleared Stop. yeah
1: only on the
0: side this,
1: don't, don't elaborate just let it go <laughs> just the uh, just the face so up, it's paul. totally just useless <laughs> to big fat huge base <laughs> shut oh. up paul yeah just man so
0: uh disgusting uh
1: this is all serious until we got to weeders, and now it's just falling apart. <laughs> but it's not the good
0: fat that the doctor tells it, you about; it's the adipose
1: it's tissue. It's the stomach right fat that the covers base. my <laughs> so, so, I your have penis a pouch. Has a pouch.
2: Yeah,
1: you gotta get a special. It's girdle
2: not the avocado fat. Penis. that's why they make those new boxers our next sponsor
0: is a company called (laughs) Sheath that has a special department for both your guys (laughs) your dick ends up looking like Wolford Brumley after an all you can eat buffet
1: (laughs) invented by an Iraqi war vet who just felt too hot and sweaty
0: diabetes oh yeah yeah yeah
1: (laughs) (laughs)
2: Yo, did, y- did y'all ever get issued those, uh, the Kevlar underwear? Oh, dude, those are the worst, the absolute fucking worst. Anyways. Oh uh, yeah. I need to, uh, so went through the training cycle, man, on all those meds. And then, uh, we started pushing all mm-hmm. the E sixes and E sevens to a program called spar. It's like special operations, uh, active recovery or whatever. I ended up going to it after Little Ridge. Um, so I did my initial intake and the MD's like, Hey man, I see you're on all this medication. Like, what do you what's the deal? And I was like, Hey man, you've been taking my labs once a month for six months. Like you you knew you could see that I had these meds. Like, what what do you mean? <laughs> and he's like, Well, I saw it before, but I just didn't, you know, like I Mother just want to know what I'm the deal is. I'm like, dude, I'm dealing with some fucking shit, man. Like, like wait, I've told you this, like I fucking told you this over and over, man. Uh, so so he was like hey man so here's the deal like you know theater policy if you're going to be on something like this you have to have a waiver a waiver and I'm like yeah I'm on testosterone I've deployed three times on it like I I know what the theater policy is so just add that to, to the waiver and we're good and he was like yeah man no you're good man like you know just keep taking it like you seem to be doing all right you know we did a whole our whole training cycle dude we we jumped eight fucking times in two months and then cft back-to-back well, don't come like, to my house validation it's just, just run you into the ground fuck me in the ass and then take it again the next day and um, well i'm used to it so i'm good <laughs> um yeah man uh so a week later uh i get brought in and get told hey man um, uh, you can't shoot a gun you can't jump out of airplanes you can't do any of that shit you've been on xanax and I'm like, wait, hold on. I'm sorry, sir. You, what? He's like, you literally, what did you just tell me last week? And he was like, look, I understand what I told you. He's like, I was wrong. And I was like, okay, that's cool that you're admitting that you're wrong and you're accepting accountability for it. But what's that costing my fucking company? So I was like, no, fuck this. Uh, I want to, I want to, I want a whiteboard session. I want to sit down with you and the company commander and the PA and the first sergeant. And we're going to talk through this. I was like, because you're about to fuck a and they were like, "All right, cool." So we, so I sat there and whiteboarded out timeline-wise, right? Um, now, so let me, let me back up a, a little bit, right? So that that was that was later on in 2021. Um, so you know, 2020 November, um, you know, drunken night, um, after getting done with doing whatever, man, and um,
0: another professor,
2: you know, the, Jesus. I was not with. Uh, dr professor murphy at the yeah, time yeah please don't because dr um, professor murphy's woman, the and um uh, things for you. were not no i'm not gonna i'm not gonna i will keep her out of it she is yeah um and that's when you know we kind of start me and dr Prof- professor murphy kind of started talking but not really um either way uh um, you know spinning the glock 19 around um uh, taking shots drinking and shit and uh, you know, I kind of thought, um, Hey, maybe the world would be a, a better place without me. Right. And then I caught myself in that moment and I was like, all right, you need to fucking reach out to somebody. I didn't. So the only person that I knew foundation that I knew that would keep it away from the unit was the all secure foundation, right? Through Tom, Tom and Jen Satterly, you know, Tom, uh, was a, he's a Mogadishu vet. Um, Uh, that was his first mission as a a Delta operator. Um, and then, you know, all the way up to capturing Saddam, like he, uh, the dude, the dude went through a lot of shit and then him and his wife, you know, they run the foundation of, you know, dealing with PTSD and trauma and MST and all the different things and stuff like that. So I reached out to him and I was like, Hey man, like I, I, I'm in a, a dark spot and within like shit, man, six hours, he responded back to me got me linked in with uh Stacy stone who's who's there who was their counselor um he's like hey man I, I, we're gonna get you some free sessions and shit like that so like during my validation you know I'm not yeah. I'm at Fort Campbell and I'm, I'm validating my dudes on fast rope and uh what's funny is they're always wanting to come in at 20 feet right and just dump the rope out right and so I'm, I'm sitting there on the radio I, I push over to the fucking, uh our so our show line and I'm like hey push it up to 40 feet. <laughs> And and he's like, hey, your boys in the back are giving me a thumbs down. And I was like, I'm dad. I don't give a fuck what they say. Push it up to forty feet,
1: because like nobody ever
2: like roping from twenty feet. I might I might as well jump off the back of the fucking bird. Like it doesn't matter. Anyways, uh, but in the middle of that, you know, I told my pl, I was like, hey, sir, I need you to take over. I got to take this phone call. And I walk out in the middle of a field in Fort Campbell and got on a knee and sat there and called and talked to, talk to Stacy Stone. And that was like one of the most groundbreaking things for me in terms of understanding my anxiety and, yeah. and putting a, a, uh, a name to it and stuff like that. Right. So I think that was probably the, the first point of my healing process. Uh, and it's still ongoing, right. Um, so, all right, we fast forward to, uh, doing the, uh, the whiteboard session and, uh, the MD looks at me and I was like, you know, Hey, I'm on Xanax, whatever. He's like, Hey, just, he's like, Hey, just look, we can get you off that. Just give us the pills you have. You know, we'll see how everything plays out over the weekend. And all of a sudden, and I look at him. I'm like, I'm sorry, what? I was like, you realize, like, if I just stop taking this cold turkey, like, I could have a seizure and die, right? You understand that, right? And he was like, Well, how much are you taking? I was like, I'm not taking anything ever. What, what's prescribed? And you know that. And he was like, I was like, look, no, fuck that. I was like, I will go through my civilian psychiatrist, who's put people on this med and and taking them off for forty years. So I'm going to go through him. I'll titrate down and we'll work it from there. I was like, I I, I have lost faith and trust in you to be a medical person. he's like, well, I'm sorry that you feel that way. But, and then my first Sergeant super stoic, uh, like the epitome of a Ranger NCO that he started um, getting a little bit hot about the whole situation. And that like, that cause now it's not just me as, as a platoon Sergeant, you can't replace a platoon Sergeant. It's like now the whole platoon, we get cut from the deployment. So all these guys that worked their fucking asses off for me, man. And, you know, so I had to, my biggest, like one of the lowest points in my life, man, but I had to do it was walk in, in front of my platoon of 47 dudes and tell them like, hey, de- hey, check it out. This is the, this is the deal. We're not going to deploy as a platoon. Y'all aren't going to deploy right now. Um, I have to address some personal things. And what I will tell each one of you, don't wait 15 years um to start taking care of yourself what are your questions and now they, they were like hey they all raised their hand a bunch of dudes raised their hand and they were like hey if you need anything from us you let us know we're there for you you've been fucking phenomenal for us which felt you know good you know so i uh go into therapy um so i was seeing uh one of the doctors hey, real quick for, are, um,
0: are you drumming on your uh we had
2: a 160th one and then he pcs <laughs> so i switched over to a civilian <laughs>
1: You leave
2: this long alone. And that
0: fucking cunt. Um, <laughs> it just so, fucked the entire recording session. <laughs> oh, Sorry, yeah. yeah. No, no, sorry. No, um, no. I'll take care of it. But I'm
2: like, good, bro. Uh, good. yeah. So, is, uh, yeah. Why do you make my life so <laughs> goddamn? Are we having to start from the beginning? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just glad my dog, my dog, hasn't freaked out yet. Um, yeah. Uh, so. Was going to uh, the, psycholo- the psych, and she was like, I was like, hey, can I see you more than once every two weeks? And she was like, well, you know, I don't know. You know, um, she's like, I'll think about it. I was like, look, I just feel like I need to talk to somebody more. She's like, okay, I'll, I'll think about it, but I'll see you again in like two weeks. I'm like, okay, cool. So two weeks later, I show up, and I'm like, yeah, I'm sucking, man. Like, you know, no medication, no whatever. <laughs> just drinking myself into oblivion every day. Uh, And I asked her again, I was like, Hey, like, can I, so what do you think about seeing me once a week instead of once every other week? And she was like, you know what? I think I'm not giving you what you need. Have you ever thought about going inpatient? And I was like, no, but what does that mean? She was like, yeah, you'd go inpatient. You'd be able to have like intense therapy, blah, blah, blah. You know, there's a place called Laurel Ridge. And I was like, well, I'm, I mean, can you not see me more than once a week? Like, is that the problem? And she was like, I just don't think I'm giving you the care that, that you need right now. And I was like, all right, poor fuck spider. It. So three days oh, later. Oh, God um, damn.
1: Give it some bourbon. be your best friend.
2: It kills, kills bugs. Um, <laughs> so three days later. Fuck that spider. Um, <laughs> they don't sell bourbon on Sundays here. Um, yeah, dude. So, uh, yeah, three days later, you saw me stumble into Laurel Ridge. Uh, uh, yeah, man. So, uh, you know, did twenty six days there. Um, met all the uh, phenomenal people that you know we, we've been able to keep this relationship going for a year now, man. And uh, and uh, you know, when I came back from that, went into spar, and uh, so that specific counselor uh, therapist was like hey like you're you know you're drinking too much and there's you know there's drugs involved and shit She was like i think you need to go to asap blah blah and the thing was is like i can always put alcohol down that's not ever been an issue for me um you know and i think uh you know we tried to record some sessions before and i wanted to do this one to make sure that like i recorded it you know not drinking um and that's you know not an issue for me um and so the thing is, is like, I, you know, I come back and, and her biggest thing is like, well, there wasn't an incident, but you know, you, you need to go to ASAP and go through that therapy. And I was like, you have two teams of doctors from Lorids from spar that literally say in their notes, there's no need for alcohol recovery or anything like that. Like he needs to address moral trauma, you know, the trauma that, and all this other stuff. So, uh, the second session that I had with her, I was like, Hey, I, I don't, I, I I'm going to fire you. I don't, I am not I'm not dealing with you anymore. Like I'll wait until I get another therapist. Right. And it put me in a weird spot because I still needed the the behavioral health stuff because little, little do people know is if you go impatient, you're supposed to be on profile for a year, uh, before you can do anything else. Right. Um, my chain of command looked out for me in that. You know, I sat down with my start major and I was like, hey, look, I'm not going to take, I, you know, th- I was offered a company uh, in our, the intelligence battalion and all this other stuff. I was like, look, I'm not doing that, man. Like I, I'm, I'm done doing Ranger stuff. Like I, it's, I had a great time here, gotten everything that I needed, had great leadership, but at the same time, like it's, it's taxing on me. Uh, I would like to go to a place that, you know, I can be closer to my oldest son. I've been out of his life for 10 years. You know, so I got teed up to go to Army Army Features Command, which is you know downtown Austin, Texas Seventh Street. Um, but with that, they kind of held held the orders over my head, right? And I'm not going to name names or anything like that. I'm like you know, because um, I, I still think the commander and sergeant major did it for a good reason. In that, um, I'm representing Ranger Regiment wherever I go, right? So if I show up and I'm still fucked up and not you know, having issues and stuff like that. They wanted to make sure that I was stable going forward. So I I don't knock them for that. Um, it just was super, it was super trying on me, but maybe that was the tribulation that I needed to go through at that time to be able to get to where I'm at now. Right. Um, you know, got handed uh EIB as the NCIC or whatever. Um, you know, cause, so what they said was, Hey, we're going to decrease your amount of, Uh, mental health stuff and increase your workload to see how you do it. I'm like, cool, man, whatever. So Randy, EIB, it was all successful. You know, got another RCOM or whatever. And that day, like Mander was refusing to sign the levy packet for, for my orders. And that day, like he signed them, you know, and I got my orders. And then, um, you know, here I am today. Um, There's still some work I need to do, um, but you know, the new job is, it's super weird, man. Um, I, there's nothing but general officers in my office. Um, you know, I work, my supervisor's a, a GS-14. My padre's a four, uh, or a 13. There's no Joe. There's no privates. There's no nothing. It's like I work on the 19th floor of a University of Texas systems building in downtown Austin, right? So super chill, super relaxed. I've been able to... Uh, and that's
0: huge, man. I'm spend that, that's
2: more time with my son. That's I think in the last ultimately uh, in the last month or two. The that big that thing I've been that able I want to, people to take away in the last three or four
0: years um, from your story is uh, when you come man, up man. to that wall when you hit that obstacle that you know I'm a big fan of Ryan Holiday. The obstacle is the way, but when it comes to mental health, when you can't ignore it anymore, that's no, that's not what that's not what obstacle is way is about. When you are At your lowest point where you can't go any further, you have to reevaluate your life, reassess it and figure out, Hey, realistically, right. Maybe I can't be the guy that's constantly running and gunning. Maybe I need to reevaluate, get help, realign my priorities with my values and put actual work into making my life better. And I, th- I think your journey is a free and testament to that. And like the benefits of it, like you're there, you read, you, you now see the benefit of being closer to your kids, having a job yeah. that isn't, you know, metaphorically or killing you, but also in, in real world. Like, yeah, it's not, <laughs> you need to walk away, man. <laughs> Bro.
2: Bro. Bro, it is, <laughs> Dude, it, it I would go home from work so exhausted, like it would just be like I felt like wasn't I was. At to work at
1: McDonald's. That's years, that's dude. how McDonald's feel like, nowadays. Fuck, okay? man, just give me <laughs> give me whatever
2: we can swap out from an MRE and I'll bang a rain real quick and total
1: like, t- total joke, it's not the same <laughs> fucking thing. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, I, I did I did fast food for a long time. Um uh, uh yeah, the answer. So, Yeah, so uh, you know, I I realized that you know, me and Dr. Professor Murphy kind of talked about, um, you know, there's I'm still start starting to have some anger issues and stuff like that. You know, like the 15th of March was the anniversary of my buddy getting killed. You know, I I posted some stuff on LinkedIn and and stuff like that, more of a remembrance of things because I think uh, that's one of the big things in our unit, anyways, um, or my old unit, and that people don't like we we memorialize right so uh we have actually a a ka bracelet ceremony so whoever was in that position um, whenever that person died you take that bracelet that stays locked up in the battalion headquarters take that bracelet forward with you and you wear that because that was the call sign that that he was you know what i mean like there's so i think like memorializing stuff like that and then like yeah, you know, for my first deployment the four guys that we lost you can't walk around third ID anywhere and find anything about them right but you walk in you walk in the halls of aCO 175 and you're gonna see pictures on the walls all the way down before you even get into which the is talk good
0: of, which is good and know, bad everybody um, from, you, you know, have to uh, remember to honor everybody and that we lost always you know, throughout the uh, years remember like the people that um, came before you know, and the sacrifices made but at the same time if you know that is a trigger, you don't have to walk through that front entryway at battalion and acknowledge all that. Like you, you have.
2: (laughs) Right. You're right. Yeah. Oh, dude, man. And you know, so, uh, so Chris Lee's man. So that was a big one for me, man. Me and him came to first battalion together and they called him the 12 Bravo that could do it all. Right. So he was an engineer. Sapper and Ranger qualified um, uh, called him Silver Fox. He came in a little bit later um, and the dude could literally do anything. Like they put him in an infantry platoon sergeant position. He crushed it. They made him the mortar platoon sergeant, right? Like he's a fucking 12 Bravo, right? So they sent him to fucking MLOC and like he got qualified and and literally like crushed everything put in front of him in. And unfortunately, um, you know, it was the, the joint IC mission that I was, he was a GFC for that. Like, yeah, he ended up, uh, um, in the midst of doing a, like working a mask house, saving, fuck, I don't know how many and whatever, whoever else he saved. Like he ended up getting killed, man. And like, yeah, this last week was like a honoring a medal of honor recipients, man. Like that was a, that was a big one for me, man. Like him and I, we, uh, that was when I was in purgatory for, uh, for the whole investigation thing. I was up in the three shop and him and I were, side by side every day, man. Like I got a bunch of funny stories about him and I almost fucking shit up um, accidentally. But, um, yeah, man, um uh, you know, for me, it's, a. Uh, you know, I've, uh, you know, Je- my Jennifer, um, you know, kind of noted that, you know, I haven't, I haven't been yeah. seeing a therapist. I haven't been able to, right. So I, um, because I was scared that if I was to ask for more help, then that would delay my PCS. Right. I didn't. I didn't play a game, but I kind of did because I. Uh, the the it goal was to get turns closer to my son, that, and that—that's uh, what really matters. You don't have to me. worry
0: about that because I know so a I website that can give you suck it all up, sorts of resources yeah, um, that you can click it. on, and it'll take you directly to the place and individuals that can give you treatment outside of the military loop and give you give Porn you all yeah. the care. No, not Pornhub, Greg. Go to securityhalt.com. Yeah. Go to resources. Oh, same thing. And you can find tons of resources. Yeah. Um. So, hub. No. God. I yeah. have to edit so much now. Um, where I don't. I don't remember. Where did that? Main um, t- that's I think that's I another I addiction that we should tackle
2: at some point. And we do need to talk about the effect to porn. of that. Yeah. We really should talk yeah.
1: about it because
0: actually, the best the website pes- ever. Let's that do pes- that. We got to talk about that because that's it was. Not this episode. That's a this whole is podcast. winding down. Its own. <laughs> oh,
2: I can. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> All
1: right.
2: Yeah. That's
0: that a, would be, a, yeah. No, I, I got that picture. Hey, so know. if we're going to do that, then Dr. I'm Professor has it. to I come on too. Eric, or Ryan? Is, I got I got um, pictures no, from everybody. Well, that's um, we'll talk
2: about that later.
0: Uh. <laughs> <laughs> it's Idaho.
2: It's- <laughs> yeah. Gateway the. I was the like, world. dude, I figure out, I feel like I was there before. <laughs> well, uh, and I was like, man, like and then you never answered me back and I was like, well fuck you then. All right, whatever. Yeah, yeah, well, could be. Yeah, man. So um uh, see so yeah dude, so I got I got linked up uh again with uh the All Secure Foundation. I'm going uh to start um therapy back with Stacey Stone. And Stacey Stone is talked about in the uh the All Secure book and and Jen's book, um, uh, Arsenal of Hope. Um, so yeah, uh, you know my journey's not over. Uh, I'm in a better place now than I was. Um, you know, so I'm linking that up. I'm talking to a psychiatrist later this week, and then, uh, you know, so I'm, I'm on the, the the right path. You know, just need to uh, yeah,
0: trauma. Trauma has uh, a way of affecting
2: us. A couple, a couple um, directions and some things, some other things. Mother, it's thing in that, our DNA. Um, address, um, like,
0: like I always say, you got to go back. Kid, you got like to start with yeah, dude. um, how the body keeps score and read and and see that the true effect of that- trauma and how it uh, your your past, your childhood, everything's connected, and your journey is ever over. Oh,
2: dude, that that book, that book that book was life-changing for me, man. Like that's what I think. Um, and I told actually Jen Satterley this yesterday, um, I was like, that book is like kind of what triggered me into, Oh yeah. Not necessarily like thinking suicidal thoughts, but like starting to understand that, like it's the little things that we push through during deployments and the things that we saw and we were like, all right, I saw this, we assess it, but you know, what we have to do is get to yes on this. Like we have to, Met, you have to get medevac to the student. We have to get the student out. Here. It doesn't matter that, you know, we have to do a cry. He's fucking, you know, we have to stop his bleeding from fucking because he's double amputee. It's the fact that like, Hey, let's try and stop the bleeding, but we need to get this bird in. We need to do this. We had like, cause you, so then you can put, you go into compartmentalization yeah. and you forget about all that, all that shit. And then once the bird's gone and he's at the next level of care, he or she, then it's like, all right, fuck, man, now what? right? And then you, you get chill or whatever. And you don't actually, and that was kind of one of the things, you know, with Ethan, man, like I, when he got killed, right, you know, I dealt with that. Um, I immediately, you know, four days, that like came back turned in my TDY voucher went right back to Yuma. Yeah. Right. Into freefall JM. Right. Stop that four days later, right into a deployment. And then from there, right into rest too. Right. So it was like, I never took the time to process any of that shit at all. And then, it you know I because I didn't address it and I didn't understand it. I just thought that that was how things were because I'm surrounded by people who have gone through that. And now I've been a voice for a lot of people. Um, yeah,
0: and that's that, that that's actually the out overall to, to mission. Here. Help. And if I can help one um, person,
2: you know, like me telling my really story, can't like, thank if you enough for coming person, on the show
0: and sharing yeah, your story, Ranger D. Um, great. You know, then, then I hope I you something. come back on <laughs> later on and joke and tell us it's some more stories. but uh thank you so much for coming on man uh just a remarkable resource for everybody um before i go i want to say we have big things coming up for exactly that same book you were talking about i found a bulk ordering website for uh the body keeps a score and because i feel that it's so influential i am dumping a lot of money into buying that in bulk and start sending that out through the website. So, stand by. We're going to pump that book. And I, have, I, we're going to keep going to LinkedIn and and fucking harassing the author. I'm not going to drop his name because if he hears that, he can... Right. Yeah.
1: <laughs> drop his name!
0: <laughs> oh, because I just started LinkedIn. I just started it. Uh, I didn't have LinkedIn until I went to the store. Hey, so, how is it that... Yeah.
2: How is it that we just now yeah, became no, friends I literally. of
0: the today? Uh, I, I owe it to uh, Eric <clears Earth> Thompson <throat> in his book, Mission Transition. I was like, I owe it to. I was like, what the all fuck? The, where, where
2: has Denny been this whole time? Uh,
0: God, I forget the name of uh, the. No, nah, yeah. Well, that's the problem. I can't remember things. But uh, vocational <laughs> yeah. therapy, I owe it to all those counselors and people invested the time to show me that if you. Look TBI. into LinkedIn and start talking to people there. You can build a <laughs> network and get yourself yes. set up for your next yes. chapter, for your next endeavor. It's yeah, it's social yeah. media, but it's social media with a purpose. It's getting you connected with people that not only want to help you achieve more, but want to yeah. get you in to those harder to find jobs that we know we want to do, but we don't know exactly what they are. We didn't. Yeah, I, I always thought you that. make me want to jump back
1: onto LinkedIn.
0: You have to. You have to realize that. you have options available. You don't have to contract. You don't have to go do a federal job if you don't want to. And there are millions of people, millions of organizations that want you to succeed. But I'm going to shut my mouth so we can talk about it more on the next episode. But uh, (laughs) so with that being said, Gatorade bottle, (laughs) that thing, man, it didn't happen. (laughs) Thank you so much for joining us on this uh, part two conclusion. Yeah, so that was yeah, dude, I tales and good deeds. So, uh, so everybody out there have a great day <laughs> and uh we'll see you next time. <laughs> goodbye luck. <you>,
1: bye bye. <laughs>